a very late episode 363 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. With you, as always, myself, I'm Glenn, and along with me, my partner, my partner in crime, Josh Langford. Hello. <laughs> We're both having a really rough weeks, so uh, uh, yeah. Josh is having a bad week. My throat's thrashed. I'm exhausted. Uh, just got back from GDC last night. So I'm going to say up front, because apparently nobody listens to the last 10 minutes of the freaking podcast. Because I think I spent at least 10 minutes last week saying when the next one would come out. And then all we had was tweets saying, hey, when's the next one coming out? Uh, so this show obviously is late because I was at GDC all week. I had no Wi-Fi in my, my motel at all. Um, and I was also in constant fear of being shot through the window. So we, we didn't get the podcast done until uh, today. Uh, we're actually recording this uh, on Saturday, and I'm hoping to get this thing out on Saturday. Uh, as you can hear, my throat is just gone. So if you're any clicking, anything like that, it's because I'm sucking on lozenges like they're the cure. And also, I'm, I actually stopped at my parents' house because it's closer. They're like Robert Smith, the cure? <laughs> so I'm very sad. I want to cut myself. Um, <laughs> but if you hear any echoing, my parents have all hardwood floors. So, uh, yeah. It, there could be all kinds of all kinds of audio things happening. You could hear none of it, so we don't know. But yeah, so uh, this week's gonna be a little bit different. We're gonna hit a couple news items, but really not a lot because, uh, and actually, some of this really kind of goes in with GDC. But uh, I'm gonna talk a lot about GDC, what I actually saw, what I can talk about. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I can't talk about yet. Uh, a bit of an MGC update uh, because we're only three weeks away. Holy crap! Uh, a couple reviews from Josh. And actually, uh, Infamous Second Son, I'll help him with because I played seven hours of it. Uh, and then uh, some streaming news. And uh, I'm just going to say right now, I'll say it again at the end of the podcast. The next episode, 364, will be out on Thursday. Pretty early in the morning, I believe. Uh, it's going to coincide with the embargo lift on Batman Arkham Knight. Because I got an o- over an hour with that game. And I also got... 14 minutes with uh, one of the team from Rocksteady. So I've got a 14-minute clip that we're going to be playing on next on the next episode. And uh, it'll be out on Thursday. Thursday. Uh, the date for that is... Let's see, what is today? The 22nd? It'll be out on the 27th of March. So on the 25th of March, you're going to be inundated with tweets and emails and everything asking when's if, the next podcast. If anybody out. tweets me about when's the next one coming out, I'm blocking that person. Flat out blocking them on Twitter. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, because it goes back to that whole thing about, you know, when's the next one, which means you've probably finished the last one, yet you didn't hear the last 10 minutes of the podcast where we said when it would be out. <laughs> I'm shaking my fist in the air right now. <laughs> so anyway, so we do have some new releases next week. And uh, Josh, why don't you uh, let us know what those are? Uh, Oops, he forgot to click it. No, it's open. I just okay. don't know where the tab is. There it is. Uh- um, I got a, I got too many tabs open. Yeah, a rough week. Stop uh, hitting that so, tab button so much. On March twenty fifth, on the PSN and out in retail, we have Extreme Legends Dynasty Warriors eight. Dun, da, da, da. Coming to the PS three and Extreme Legends Dynasty Warriors eight 
complete edition, so you're only getting half of it on yeah. PS3, apparently. <laughs> you're only getting the uh, Ground Zeroes version on PS3. Yeah, and then the PS4 and the Vita are actually getting the complete edition. Uh-huh. So, poor PS3. Poor sad little PS3. Aww. Uh, yeah, so, hey, Dynasty Warriors. Uh, I'm interested, because I haven't seen any footage or anything, I'm interested to see if it's really going to look like a PS4 game, or it's just going to look like... It definitely looks better, Yeah, but I don't know if it looks like Infamous. Oh, no, I don't expect it to look like Infamous. But the thing was, like, the, the early Dynasty Warrior games on the PS3... <laughs> so I'm wondering if this is going to be the same here for the PS4, especially since it's coming out on on all three platforms. Right. You know what? How much work did they really put into the PS4 version to make it a true PS4 version, or was it just eh, let's port it and you know just fancy it up a bit and we're done? Put two more colors and everything. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. Uh, then also on PS4 and PS3, this is a big, wait, this isn't coming to the Vita? Aww. It is later. All right. Uh, Fez is Yay. coming. Finally. Yay. One more Microsoft exclusive yanked and pulled over. Us. <laughs> uh, I like this one though. I, I do. And I'm glad that it's coming this late because hopefully all those bugs that were found and never fixed in the 360 version will be completely fixed for us that would be nice and that'd be sweet because it's a really funky game it's it's very cool uh the design of it and yeah everything. And yeah it's it just gets mind-bending as you get deeper into it i it's it, yeah my brain hurts <laughs> it. but it's cool looking forward uh, to it then we also have Oh, from the producer of Fatal Frame. Comes the reimagining of the classic Tecmo game series, Deception. Also known as Trapped or Kigero. Oh, very cool. Yeah. All right. And that's coming to the PS3 and Vita. Deception 4 Blood Ties. Very nice. Yeah. Deception 4 Blood Ties. Very cool. Uh, Then... We have just for the PS3 another Blaz Blue. <laughs> <laughs> this That's is like the I'm fourth one. It. I don't even know at this point. Uh, <laughs> and I can't. Unfortunately, the the logo. It's. I know. I can't read that either. Yeah, the title is not written in the text here, uh, and the logo is kind of unreadable. Like, is it Chrono? Chrono Phantasmi? Phantasma? Chrono Fantasy? Yeah, I don't know. Chrono something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, another Blaze Blue coming to the PS3. Yay. 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 Ah, uh, then we also have. Uh, wow, wow. This just goes on and on and on. Oh shit. Bioshock Burial at Sea second episode is coming to the PSN. Or the PS3, obviously. Nice. I still haven't had a chance to play the first episode. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then later in the week, on March 28th, what's with all these Friday releases now? I don't know. Uh, so March 28th, we have, for the PS3 and Vita, 
This could be cool on the Vita. Uh, MXGP, the official motocross game. If it's good. Yeah. It could be cool on the Vita if it's good. Could be good. Yeah. Could be ass. (laughs) (laughs) Probably But it could be good. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, though. Cool. All right. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's it. All right. Oh my god, my throat. Okay. Um, so first up for news items, uh, what we all expected was going to happen happened. I actually was not even at this session because it was the only time that I was able to go to an appointment for Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, but uh, because you were the last to get your appointments in, and everybody else looked at the schedule and said, "Fuck that!" <laughs> no, I, uh, well, we so didn't they even booked know, everything else up. <laughs> no, we didn't even know that the Sony thing was happening at that time yet, because I've had this Batman appointment for, I think, like three weeks now, three or four weeks, <laughs> and like everything was happening Tuesday night. It was weird. During that one period, there were like three different parties that were supposed to be really big parties. All of them are dead. The Sony thing was to the rafters, like, I, apparently it was standing room only. Then I had my Batman thing, and then I can't remember, there was another one that, they, that was only doing Tuesday night. So I had to make this choice, and obviously I went for Batman. So what we're talking about, Sony, uh, Richard Marks, and I forgot the other gentleman's name, I always forget his name. Uh, I think it's Anton something. Uh, got on stage with uh, Shuhei Yoshida, and they revealed Project Morpheus, which is the new VR headset for the PlayStation 4. Now, did you see any of the any of this stuff, Josh? I, I kind of doubt it, but I don't know uh, if they released I, a video or anything. No, I saw what it looked like. Somebody, I was on the train, and somebody, some website, I can't remember which it was, they filmed one of their guys with it on, okay. and you could see him like moving his head around. You could see the TV, what he was looking at in the shark cage and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's all I saw. So. I did get to use it. it. It was really weird because they weren't doing any type of appointments for it for anybody. No matter if you're like a big site, if you were whatever. I, I well, I do have a feeling they had one in the back for like developers if they wanted if they were interested in it. But so mm-hmm. what you had to do is you had to get in right away in the morning at ten o'clock and stand in line to get like a Disney Speed Pass for it, and it told you what time to get there, what time you'd be seeing it, et cetera, et cetera. And they were doing two hundred fifty a day. Well, the problem was, is that people with exhibitor badges can get in there at 8 in the morning. So they all lined up, and nobody else could get anything. So on Wednesday, I got a little sneaky sneaky. Or no, on Thursday, I got a little sneaky sneaky. And I uh, got in early, and I got my ticket. So I got to go check it out. It's pretty interesting. I also got to try out the new Oculus uh, version. So they had the new model there. So the Oculus definitely was better than what you and I saw at New York City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And it's still very light, which is something that really surprised me. The Sony one, though, and, and let me preface this again. And, and if anybody read my article about three weeks ago, it says it right there. I do not think, even now, that VR is something that's going to become mainstream. So I want to preface this whole thing with it, because I think what I have to say about it, some people might say, well, he's just hyping it or whatever else, and I'm not. Well, let me say... Before you get into anything. Okay. Uh, that from what I heard afterwards, you know, this is all the, the unit that you even tried is still a prototype. Right. It 
may not even look like that when they're done with it. Uh, they're still talking about maybe putting in OLED screens. They're, you know, everything could change. Uh, Shuei Yoshida even said this will not be coming out in 2014. Right. It, you know, it may not even come out in 2015. It may never come out. We don't know. We're just, we're working with it now and we're trying to see if it's, you know, something that's viable and developers really can get into it and whatever. Well, I think that's the biggest so, thing is that they're trying to see if they get enough developer support for it, which is good yeah. because, you know, we have some cool stuff like move. I'm not big on motion controls, but the move technology works really well, but there's just barely any support. It does. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's, it's another one of those things where like Wonderbook, you know, they, yeah. they've got really cool technology and you could <laughs> do awesome things with it, but they don't push it the way. Spent 20 Microsoft minutes on it at E3. Yeah, but they yeah. don't push it like to the to the rest of the world the way Microsoft does. Right. With some of their products. Like Connect is the thing and it's required and it comes in every Xbox now. Right. Xbox One and it's it has to be there and they're pushing developers put more Connect, put more and Sony's like, "Here, there's some tools. Use them if you want. Don't use them if you don't want. No big deal." Yeah. Which I mean, that's great for the developers, but it ends up hurting products at, at at times well um, and, and there's always that that i'm sure there's always that that um decision they have to make like cost versus you know because the the of uh, the thought process is that the xbox one is more expensive because connect is ever in, in every box mm-hmm. and but at the same time then every system has that connect and they can yes. develop for it because they know that there's everybody has it yes ps4 comes out it's a hundred dollars cheaper there's no camera in the box they're making it a choice for the customer. But the problem is then developers don't have as much of uh, a motivation to use that because not everybody has the camera. Yeah. Well, actually, surprisingly, with the PS4, it seems that everybody wants the camera because they they're still really scarce. Yeah. Really scarce. Um, but the other thing I heard him say, I, I read somewhere, is that he was very adamant that, you know, if they go forward with this, that it would be anything that comes out for it would be Project Morpheus specific. Like it would be the game is for the VR. Right. right. It's not just let's tack it on to some other game. It is a VR only game. And that's that you can't play it with the VR or maybe play the same game without the VR. It's going to be one or the other, you know, you may be able to tack on some side things to a game, right? but, but it's not going to be an optional accessory. If you buy a game where like you could buy kill zone and you could use the move or not use the move, right? you know, right. Um, it's, it's going to be required for whatever game it, it comes out. And that, and that's good that they, you know, they made that stipulation right away because I think that's needed. So, I also tried this other little VR. It was a little wireless thing that's based on Android. It was actually kind of cool, but it was a really quick thing called Game Face, I think it was called. So, I'm going to try to look that one up and talk about it a little more because they were using a DualShock 3 with it. So, you just popped it on your head, and it was wireless Bluetooth to the DualShock 3, and you could control everything like that, but it was Android game. So, it was a little weird. Um, But I'm probably going to just make a comparison between what I saw with the new Oculus compared to this, because I think that's probably the fairest way to do it. Uh, and, and I mean, the new Oculus did look better than the old one, but when I finally got over to the Sony, 
it definitely looked better on the Sony. I mean, definitely. Uh, it. I also like how the Sony one kind of clamped onto my face because it's like a two-piece unit, and you would get it on your head, and then they would pop these little tabs on the side, and it would bring it right up against your face, and it had like this soft rubber gasket all the way around. It was really comfortable. Uh, it didn't have any built-in headphones or anything else, so you had to put headphones on too, but... Uh, but the thing is, you know, you look at it and they've got a breakout box for it that the headset's plugged into, and then they have the PlayStation camera there. And one of the demos used a, uh, the, the move controllers, this castle demo that I didn't try. I, I watched, I tried two other demos, but you know, I, I wonder about like cost of ownership and, and you start thinking about yeah how much it's going to cost if you want to build a PC that can handle the Oculus and all that stuff. PS4 is actually a lot more cost-effective. It really is when you think about it. Because PS4 is 400. Let's just assume that the Oculus and this are going to be 250 each, just for comparison's sake. Uh, you're, you're spending a lot less on the PS4 one if you want to go to VR. Thing about Oculus though is it's a lot more open because you don't have to have, you know, it doesn't have to be certified for your system to work and all that stuff. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot more experimentation on that side. Until Microsoft buys Oculus because they want a VR solution of their own. So. But the other thing with Oculus is you can constantly upgrade your PC. And right. this is locked into the PS4 specs for however long. Which is probably a good thing, honestly, because then you're not always worrying. About, I mean, even in my article, I mentioned that you know they're on their second model of dev kit for Oculus, and they're still not at retail. You know, because the stuff just keeps upgrading so fast, and they want to always have the newest stuff. They're really hurting themselves, I think, with developers because developers, you know, they, they were uh, coding for one platform and all of a sudden, boom, now it's upgraded. Now they have to go in and redo everything. So, I mean, there's pluses and minuses on both sides, whatever. But uh, visually, what they had there definitely looked better on, on, the, on the Sony side, but it was a lot heavier. Uh, I mean, it was noticeably heavier than the Oculus. Uh, so that was one thing that kind of put me off a little bit, but... Uh, I tried the two to the two demos I tried were one was called the deep. What? Oh, go ahead. I just, yeah. But again, still prototype. Right, right. It may yeah. not even look or feel like that later. Right. Although it was, it's very svelte for a prototype. I was pretty impressed. Yeah. Um, so the first demo was done by, uh, Sony London, uh, you know, London studios and it was called the deep and you were in a shark cage and you're in like a scuba suit. You could look down, you could see your, your flippers and everything. And, in the, in the sound, you can hear yourself breathing, and you can look all around. So one thing that um, I think Zaku actually mentioned to me was turn all the way around because on the Oculus, when you turned all the way around on one of the demos, it broke it completely, <laughs> like crashed it. So on this one, I turned all the way around. You could see all the way around. It was really cool. I mean, it, it was very fleshed out for just being a tech demo. I was pretty impressed. So they're lowering you down, and you have a, a, a flare gun in your hand, which was controlled by the DualShock, okay? So it was actually tracking the DualShock and everything. I think it was just using the motion, and I don't think it was using the, any move stuff. Uh, so you're being lowered down. You could look up, and you could see the boats up in the water, which was really... I mean, in terms of definition and just visual quality, it was way better than I expected because of what we've seen in the past on, like, the Oculus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looked great. So you could see, like, schools of fish swimming around... You could fire your flare gun into the school of fish, and they would flip out and, and swim away. And as you got deeper, it got darker, and all of a sudden, a shark comes in, and it starts swimming around you. 
And then all of a sudden it, it comes out of nowhere and grabs this uh, uh, ballast tank on the outside of the cage and rips it off. And all of a sudden there's a hole in the cage. <laughs> so you're in this cage and this big shark is attacking you. I mean, it, it looked real, the, the shark itself. It was weird. So I'm well, standing it had the there. tank in its mouth. You had to shoot it and blow it up. I was trying to. I missed it. But I mean, like, you know, I could shoot the, the flare gun and the light was real and it, it did all the realistic lighting and everything. And there's like this gap in it and all of a sudden the shark makes another charge at you again and he's got his nose in the hole. And I took a step back. I really, because I, I, I was very immersed in it. Like, you just, you kind of lose yourself in it. And I took a step back. I was like, whoa, you know, and, and, and then it, it, was, it was only like three minutes, though. It sucked. I was like, oh, you know. So I got done with that one, and I moved over to um, Valkyrie, which I didn't realize was done by CCP, and it's in the EVE Online universe. Mm. So basically, think Colony Wars, think Wing Commander, think X-Wing. It's a, it's a space shooter, and it, you're in the cockpit of... One of the one of the spaceships, one of the fighters in the Eve of Eve universe, and they had it set up multiplayer, which was even. Hmm. I was like, "What, really?" So this one, they had you sit down for obvious reasons when I started playing it. But I got over there, and they had kind of a mix-up, so I had to wait for like five minutes for the other players to get on. So I'm sitting there with this thing in my head for five minutes, and I'm looking all over the place. You could look down, you could see yourself sitting in the cockpit. You could look behind you. You could see everything in the hangar. I could, you could see R2-D2 back there. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I had uh, R3-D4. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, like, if I would fire the guns, you could see the, you know, the muzzle flash and everything from the guns. They would fire off. And it was kind of like Battlestar where I was sitting in a ship, you know, docked. And, you know, there were doors at the end of it that would open up when I got shot out. So they fire you out of this thing. And the one problem was they didn't have true flight controls on. So up was up and down was down. Which was totally screwing me up, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was and it was really, really solid frame rate and everything. It never dipped or anything. It was it was almost like it was a real game. Like you know, it wasn't just a tech demo. But you get flung out, and there's like these capital ships, and all of a sudden you see some enemies coming in, and you're it's it's like your team against the other team. I think it was, and there's asteroids you have to dodge, and I, I was really flying it. So the cool thing was because I had so much time to dick around with it. I found out that Square was like the shield that would pop up for a couple seconds. And L2, you would hold down and that would lock on for missiles. So I started flying and I see this guy. I actually turn my head and I see this enemy off to my left side. So I hold down L2 to lock and it actually tracked even with my head looking to the left. So I could lock on him way off to the left and then I, I turned toward him. And the, the, the tracking was really, really smooth. And that's one thing that uh, I noticed even with the Oculus. The Oculus and the, the other VR, I, I probably tried like five VR things this week. I mean, everybody had them. It, it's the new shiny thing. There was always this little bit of a delay with the Oculus, even the new one that I tried. With them using the move stuff, it was one-to-one. I mean, I, there was no perceived lag at all because... Like I said, I sat there for like five minutes just dicking around with it. But the one thing I did notice is that if I moved my head really fast, it got really ghosty and Mm. really, really hard to see. Yeah. But again, prototype. Yeah. But uh, when I was flying around, holy crap. I I got done with it, 
And I said, I want this game. And and I, I I hate to say it, but if they bring that out as a full game and it's VR, I'm buying it. Because it was, I mean, it was, it was exactly what I've wanted from space shooters for 20 years. Mm. You know, when Wing Commander came out, I flipped out. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted. And the same thing with X-Wing and with TIE Fighter and all those games and Colony Wars, you know, and it, it was really cool. I mean, it, it, like I said, it did not look like just some tech, tech demo. It was fully fleshed out. Um, you know, all the ships had their little designs on them. Everything was smooth as silk. Uh, you know, tracking an enemy with the machine or whatever the machine gun version of what they had was perfect. Locking onto stuff was perfect. And again, they only gave us like three minutes. So I got done. I'm like, no, because I was kicking ass. <laughs> but it, I mean, like I said, it was it was pretty heavy. Um, it didn't really bother me too much. It was very comfortable. It didn't look like it would be comfortable, and it was. Uh, so that was the biggest surprise. Uh, it you know, but again, I just don't know if it would be something that's going to be mainstream. It, it, it was the big talk of the whole week, you know, the VR stuff, and and a lot of people have very different opinions. A lot of developers actually were seemed very interested in it too, which I like to hear. Because if they're going to make it, and they're you know maybe if they're actually going to bring the thing out, it, it's nice to hear that developers want to do something on it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think if you get the right games on it, I think it could do well because oh yeah, it's one of those things where you know we've been hearing about it forever, but if somebody makes it simple and makes it affordable and it works really really well, you know just. It should take off just by people, you know, come over to my house and check this thing out. Holy crap. This is insane. I want this, you know, it's one of those things that by word of mouth, it could just take off. And then, and then even funnier, uh, like a little tangent here, um, a PR manager that you and I know pretty well was there, uh, showing something new or, you know, helping with, with this other thing. And it was one of those, you know, how they have those treadmills and everything when you stand up like the old virtuality. Yeah. So this one wasn't a treadmill. It was like this really shiny plastic and you put these little footy things on the bottom of your shoes huh. and it's super slippery. And then you've got a thing around your waist and you kind of strap in so you don't fall over or anything. Uh-huh. And it's going to be basically compatible to any uh, VR out there as long as they develop huh. for it. But it actually tracks if you're walking. That's pretty cool. I wonder how well that works. Like if, if it, I didn't get to play it because I didn't have any time. Um, but I was watching some people play it, and it was tracking perfectly. But were they walking normally, or yes. were they walking all kinds of fucked up because they're no? Because actually, I thought it was a place, treadmill when I was far away. Because the way he was walking, I was like, "Oh wow!" Like, how do they do that? Is there a ball in there or something? And when I got huh. closer, I looked at him like, "How the fuck is that happening?" <laughs> and then she actually saw me and came over and said, Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And then she started telling me about it. And I said, well, how is that working? And she said, there's a, th- well, she said there will be a thing that you put on the bottom of your shoes. We actually have special shoes here, but it was this really slippery, uh, uh, like bottom of the shoe. That's and because you're, you're kind of supported by that thing around your waist, you're not putting all your weight on it and you can actually walk. So she said they're going to be at E3, and I said we need to get an appointment for it. Yeah. So we're going to go see so, it. So 
<laughs> so that is why the holodeck in Star Trek is that black <laughs> with the yellow lines, because that See? black surface is the super slippery surface. Exactly. And that's why they wear those suits, because they, they're wearing footies at the bottom of those suits. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, it, it's pretty ingenious, though, because for years we've seen like a ball or a, uh, a unidirectional or omnidirectional like uh, kind of treadmill thing. So this is the yeah. first time I've actually seen something like this where there's really no moving part. So it, it's cool. interesting. I just don't remember the company name. I have to look it up. But, hmm. no, you know, I, I'm still very, very skeptical of, of VR completely. Like I said, based on what I've seen in the past, based on what you and I saw at, at Comic-Con with the Oculus, I was pleasantly impressed with the Sony one. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And the one thing that I've heard, which I still don't understand, I mean, it's popped up here and there, and I never understood it with 3D either, is, well, yeah, but then you're wearing this dorky thing. Who wants to wear a dorky thing around? You're in your own home. Yeah. And, like, with 3D, nobody wants to wear those dorky 3D glasses. Are you looking at yourself in the glasses? Are other people looking at you in the glasses? No, you're all looking at the TV screen. So yeah, what does it matter what you're wearing? I don't get that one either. I it's... could be wearing a jester hat and it wouldn't make a difference, you know? Well, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm doing in my own home staring at a TV. <laughs> well, and, and, and the funny thing is, uh, I, apparently I'm not the first person to say it, but the current design of the Sony one makes you look like you're one of the Daft Punk guys. <laughs> it totally looks like something they would have. Well, then that's perfect. It'll sell millions. Get them to do a commercial for it. There you go. You can be like Daft Punk, a smelly French guy. <laughs> you'll, have a, you'll have a Daft <laughs> Punk special edition. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I'm glad I got in to see it. I was kind of annoyed at some people, though, because there were people that, were, that would stand in line and get their ticket, and they would walk to the back of the line and get another ticket. Mm. That's shitty. I mean, they're only doing 250 a day. I thought that was really crappy. Yeah. So, but it was cool. They had, uh, they had monitors up all over the place so you could watch what people were playing too. But I, I will, like I said, I was surprised at how immersive it was. I mean, the Oculus is good. Don't get me wrong. The Oculus tech is cool. And like I said, it's really, really light. But if I had to compare them, I do definitely think that what I saw on the Sony side was better. I just thought, and there were, there was actually, there were a couple of pretty cool demos on the Oculus as well, but again, they were all tech demos. They, I really didn't see anything like, you know, ready for prime time. So anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a new PS4 firmware coming very soon. Indeed. And it's huge. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's got some cool stuff. Some some stuff I wanted is still missing. Um, I, you know, and I've had this problem since the beginning, but I just kind of quietly grumbled about it. But I'm <laughs> really starting to get annoyed about the interface. I, something needs to be done about. Yeah. That. When I was because over it, at Mark's house before I left, I actually I was showing him like, yeah, as you can see, it's already getting really really cluttered. Yeah. I have it a does lot. not work yeah. when you have a lot of stuff on there. So yeah. something has to be done there. Uh, but you know what? I mean, the PS3 was the same way when it launched. 
There were no folders. There were no nothing. You would just have a huge list of games going straight down. Right, right. And a huge list of pictures and music and everything. You know, it was it was pretty much the same thing. Folders didn't exist on the PS3. So uh, they're not coming in this update, <laughs> everybody. Um, what is coming is a rich video editor. Pretty which cool. Which is actually quite useful, quite needed here, uh, with a simple tool to personalize your video clips. This is the big one for me. You'll also be able to sh- to export and save videos and screenshots to a USB drive. Awesome. Huzzah. Yeah. Because I have a fake Facebook account <laughs> that I push everything to, and then I, you know, I have to push it all to there one by one by one by one. And then I have to pull them all off of there one by one by uh, one by one. And it's a freaking nightmare. Yeah. And I actually like how they do their pictures. I mean, the, the file size is pretty small, but they seem to really not artifact anything too much. So their JPEG creation is excellent. And their video is too. Yeah. The, the stuff looks good. It, uh, it, see, and that, but that's the problem is that you can only output the video to Facebook right now. And Facebook's player craps it out so much. That well, being able to pull these off and put them right to YouTube or whatever is going to be nice. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, they're also adding an HDCP off option so you can capture gameplay through HDMI. Awesome. Um, and to uh, celebrate that, I think we're probably going to work on some kind of a contest and give away an Elgato Game Capture HD. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy schmancy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that for the most part. I mean, they said in the future in a separate firmware update, they are working on, uh, archiving Twitch broadcasts. Well, and also up, upping the video quality 720p. to 720p, which is awesome. Yeah. Cause yeah, that I really hope they, they redo the layout a little bit too, because Xbox one, their new Twitch, uh, thing the layout's way better. Like they have the chat over on the right side because the way the PlayStation four does it, I think there's just way too much wasted space. Mm -hmm. So I really hope they do change that around. See, I said something better is better on Xbox one. Uh, (laughs) Who are you? Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's, 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 that's awesome news. I'm glad they're really doing a lot of this stuff. They're, and they're definitely listening to people. Now people need to start saying more about the interface so we can group games together and not have all that crap on that one line. Yeah. Just saying. Plus, I want to be able to put my music, my whatever, you know. Well, you have to be able to put your music on first and then... Well, that's what I said. I want to be able to put my music <laughs> oh. and whatever on there. And I, I see, I really think that's why they're... They're not allowing you to do it yet because if they did, it would just be a jumbled mess right now. They have to get this folder thing figured out with the UI and make sure it looks right and looks good and that it works right. And then they'll start figuring out, okay, here goes music. Here goes video. Here goes this. Here goes just they have to get it all figured out first. Right. Speaking of little updates, the NHL app came to the Vita. Along with Crunchyroll. Yeah, I downloaded it, but I haven't tried it yet. I I saw a lot of people that have tried it said it's freaking amazing. It's nice. Better than 
like the tablets and and stuff like that, the phone versions of it. Holy crap! So I do want to try it. Uh, just I haven't had the time. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, all that stuff dropped when I was out in California. Maybe I have to go to California more. Yeah, but HBO Go, where is that's on the PS3 right now? Yeah, and the problem okay. is it's not categorized correctly. Oh, what is it? Somebody was telling me that it's not categorized as an app. It's categorized as a game. <laughs> so it's screwing people up that have multiple PS3s with the licensing thing. Oh. Yeah. Way to go. Eight. And that's HBO. That's not Sony. But it should... Wait. No, but... Well... It's no, categorized the officially. The application itself is categorized as a game. Okay. So, so you're on the two-system have... limit. Yeah, but that's okay because that's all I have at the moment. Yeah, well, because <laughs> yeah, kaboom. <laughs> yeah, some people were complaining when I was out there in San Fran. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that's well, yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's because of what it is. It yeah, it really should be an app. That's fucked up. I wonder if they can fix that post. Oh sure, yeah, they can just put out a, a an update for it. So, all right, uh, next up. It's pretty funny. This showed up, and I actually had 4G working for about 10 minutes, and I got to watch this, so I, I got to react to it right away. But uh, Ubisoft has, has revealed, with a little bit of a video clip, a new Assassin's Creed, because it's a new year. Uh, this is called Assassin's Creed Unity, and it's actually built from the ground up for, for next gen, or current gen, I guess we could say now. Uh, wow. Did you watch the video? Uh, I saw that Holy on the train crap. as well. Yeah, stuttering, but I did see it on the train. Uh, the lighting looked pretty gorgeous. Yeah, that crowd. Oh my god, looked unreal. I'm I'm wondering how how detailed that crowd is going to be if you get down into it. Um, well, first off, I did talk to uh, the PR manager for it, uh, and I asked, "Is any of this pre-rendered? What's going on?" They said, "No, this is all in engine, not pre-rendered." No bull shots. And if it's anything like some other stuff that I saw that I can't talk about yet, I have a feeling that we're not going to have any problem with detail. Because hmm. I saw some stuff that you would go from a very high up, come all the way down to the ground, and you never had that popping like we had last gen. Where, you know, the detail would just all of a sudden pop in. Everything was smooth as silk, and it had detail the whole way down. That's good. So I'm hoping that this is the same way. Oh, I forgot. The the new firmware update that's coming will also add the ability to dim the light bar on the PS4 controller Indeed. so everybody can get off Sony's ass. Which was funny. I, I love that we got that in our article where uh, Jeff Keighley talked to Shu. And Jeff Keighley says, you'll be able to turn it off with the next firmware. And Shu actually responded to him, I never said that. I said, you'd be able to dim it. <laughs> yeah. But that's, look, I played Infamous on Saturday last week the entire day. Oh, wow. Literally the entire day. And my controller did not die until they I went to bed and... When I when I finally was about to stop, it's it hit me with the message: your controller needs to be plugged in. Yeah. So I plugged it in overnight, went to bed, and I got up in the morning and played it for another couple hours. It 
it lasts for me all day long. I I don't think I've it's no as much of a battery thing as a lot of people complain because when it's a dark room, it reflects off the screen too much and it lights up the room too much. That's what people are saying. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't get that because because developers, at least the games I've been playing, they're using it right. Thief used it in a, an amazing way where, and I played it. I've been playing both these games in a dark room. Um, thief, you're in the dark, you know, you're cruising around, you're trying to, you step into the light and the light bar goes bright white. Oh. And just kaboom, like, oh my gosh. And you know, immediately, oh my gosh, I'm in the light. <laughs> you know, That's even when cool. I didn't realize that I had stepped into the light, like on screen, I couldn't see that I was stepping into the light, but the light bar just and exploded. Oh, wow. So it was perfect. Now, with everything that's going on on screen, I don't see the light bar reflected off the screen. When the screen goes black, well, yeah, I see the light yeah, bar. Yeah. But when the game is going, it may be there, but I don't see it. I'm I'm focused on the game. I'm not focused on whatever's going on up there with a light bar reflecting. I, I'm not seeing it. It's Maybe it's me and the way I play games. Um, uh, Infamous did uh, not a similar thing, but... It was kind of a neutral color. It was kind of whitish when you started. And then as you go more towards evil or more towards good, it'll start to get bluer or redder. And by the way, nice job on catching that. I saw that in your review and I I never noticed that. (laughs) Yeah, I saw it early on. I I looked down because I saw I was like, okay, I, I wonder if we're doing anything here. And as I started to get a little deeper into the game, I was like, this is getting sort of reddish, isn't it? Oh, cause, cause I just, I figured I always play good. So I figured I'm just going to go straight through evil the first time. Yeah. And, uh, I saw, I saw it going more and more and more. And by the end of the game, it was just solid, deep red. (laughs) So cool. So yeah, it's, it's neat that they, they did that. They did some really cool things with the, uh, with the controller, uh, which I liked. So, but we'll. Well, we'll here's the other thing, though. Um, I don't remember what site it was, but some site actually got into the controller and disconnected the LED. <laughs> and they did a test on it, and they said that the, like, they would basically use the controller normal. Or I think they just let it sit, turned on. Uh-huh. And I think between having it on and off made a half an hour difference. <laughs> but still, everybody's like, oh, my battery. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, and it's entirely possible that people have not very good batteries in these things. Yeah. In some of them, I mean, this it's a quality control issue. You know, the there were Dual Shocks that came out. I still have every single Dual Shock that I ever owned from the first PS3 I got, and none of the batteries have died yet. Yeah, like died, died completely. That I have to replace the the controller. I have no people. Well, that's see your one. I know people that have had the battery completely die and they had to replace the controller. Yeah. I haven't had that yet. Well, you don't have to replace the controller either. You can get a replacement battery. Batteries well, plus buy, uh, sells them. Yeah. I mean, either way, whichever it's, that's something I've never ha- run into. And I go on when I get the chance, I go on those marathons where I'm playing for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours straight. Uh, so, uh, 
you know, I don't know. I mean, some batteries are going to be better than others. Yeah. Some, I mean, the first batch of controllers, people had all those problems with the thumbstick. Yeah. Uh, with the rubber coming off. Some right. people had it. I didn't have it. I, I still don't have it with any of my controllers. Um, you're going to get batches of bad things or weird things or, or things that just aren't quite as good. I haven't had a problem with my battery life on any no, of my DualShock 4s. Um, so. You know, with me, I always have I, one charging anyway. Oh, yeah, I don't. But if I, you know, if I had a problem, I'd be screaming and yelling about it here. I'd be like, dude, three hours. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't. I've played all day and the battery's been fine for me. So. Well, I played Infamous right before I left for GDC. I played for seven hours straight and I have no problem with the battery on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, look, I mean, you've heard me. If, if I find something wrong, I'm, I won't shut up about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I got no problem with it. You know, I know people do. And it might just be your controller. That's possible, yeah. Or it's just a perception issue because... It could be that too. I do think, and I'm pretty sure that the battery in the DualShock 3 does still last longer than it does in the DualShock 4. Oh, yeah, 4. I'm sure it does. Yeah, um, Because there's more going on in the DualShock 4 too. So Yeah. 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 It, I, it would only make sense that that would be the case. I mean, just based on... You've got the microphone, you've got the touchpad, you've got the light bar, you know, you've got all that stuff that needs juice uh, right. that you don't have on the DualShock 3. So, yeah, I, I would expect that. But still, I, you know, I can play a full day with one controller and have no problem. So. Yep, me too. Um, and also back to Assassin's Creed, it looks like it takes place in Paris this time. Yes, that's so, what they said. Yes. Yeah. It looks but cool, though. Check out the video. on the. We have it up on the website, uh, psnation.com. Uh, but if you haven't watched it, check it out. It's it's pretty short, but damn. It looks beautiful. Yep. I'm excited. Although i got to finish Black Flag. That's another one on my backlog that i got to finish. So the problem is i got my Turbo Duo fixed, and it's showing up on Monday. So then, you know, I'm going to have to do that. But also... MLB will be showing up on Monday, so I'll be playing MLB all next week. Mm. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of work. A lot of work. All right. Um, where are we at here? Okay. Well, let, let's hit some GDC stuff. Obviously, we just talked about VR. Oh, good. All right. Wake me up when you're done. No, no, because you need to talk about some of this stuff. <laughs> Asshole. Tell me what? I don't know nothing. Well, but I want your reaction to a few of these things. <sighs> Fuck you. <laughs> So first off, I met with uh, Phil from Ripstone, and they've got a ton of stuff happening. Uh, oh, how's Phil doing? Phil's doing great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, look, I'm trying to join in here. I'm trying. Well, I don't think you ever actually <laughs> met Phil, but Phil's the one that that hooked you and I up with Stuart originally for Gravity Crash. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, first off, is a game that is being built by a studio that is uh, run by one of the original. Uh, developers of Wipeout. So this is called Tabletop Racing. It is a... Can I think back to like Micro Machines on the NES? Type racer, where you're on tabletops and everything else. Running on the Vita, 60 frames per second, full resolution. It's gorgeous. Okay, so it's... hmm. It's not overhead like Micro Machines. Okay. It's it's kind of like a it's kart racer. Those, 
Yeah, it's one of those kart racer games where you're it's like Honey I Shrunk the Kids and you're yeah. in little cars riding around with giant pencils and things like that. Yeah, like yeah. I dream of genie. Yeah. With giant pencils and staplers dream and of genie. <laughs> But it's it's cool. I, I I got to play it. Uh, it's running really solid, sixty frames per second. It's not done yet, and a lot of details are still going to come out. But um, I was shocked. Like it's so weird to see something like that running at sixty frames on the Vita. You know, usually everything's at thirty on there. Yeah. So it was cool. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, and we'll definitely have some more info for that coming up. The one that you're highlighting. Is that really spelled correctly? Probably not. I just copy and pasted it, but. Somebody might have typed it wrong. Fly Hunter Origins. Yeah, you're missing an H. Because well, it's Fly Hunter Origins. Fly I'm like, Hunter. what the hell? It's Fly Hunter. <laughs> so this is... Uh... It's where you go after Brundlefly and you <laughs> kick him in the nuts. <laughs> and then you fly under. <laughs> um, so Fly Hunter Origins, it's still kind of early. But it's basically, it's going to be a platformer aimed at uh, like kids, that sort of thing. But it's actually done by a small studio with, uh, I think, a few different people that used to work at Pixar. So, so it is it is the third movie in the Fly series. With yes, Jeff Goldblum. exactly. Jeff Goldblum because, does the voice of the of the main character, and well, no, because the because the first movie is the Fly, the second movie is Fly Hunter, and then you have the prequel, Fly Hunter Origins. God damn it. <laughs> and you were going to go to sleep. <laughs> we would never get this comedy gold from Josh Langford if he went to sleep. Uh, God. So it, it's a platformer. It's pretty fun. It looks fantastic. And the cutscenes and everything. I mean, you see that Pixar pedigree. Totally. Uh, so again, they really don't have a lot of info out on it yet. There's a lot of stuff I can't talk about, but it was cool. I, I was pretty impressed. One that you're going to be interested in, Pure Chess on the PS4 is coming. That's pretty cool. And, I mean, obviously, what are you going to do with chess? Bring it to PS4. They up the graphics big time. I mean, it looks fantastic. Um, it sounds like they got some pretty cool plans. Like, you know, the, didn't they have... Isn't that the one that you played? They they had, like, the, the thing over mail? Yes. Yeah. So, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think they're talking about doing it so that on PS4 and on PS3 and everything else, you can play over mail against other people on other platforms. Ooh, yeah. See, that'd be sweet. So I think that's a plan, but they haven't like figured out if it's going to work yet or not. So you could play. Oh, see, if they link them all together, then you could make your move on the PS4, and then you go to work, and yep. then you pop on your Vita, and you're like, "Oh, my move again!" And you yep. could make your move on the Vita, and then come home. Oh, that'd be so freaking cool. Yeah. So it sounds like that's what they're going to try to do. But um, again, I have audio of everything just for my notes, and I haven't gone through it yet. I haven't had time. So I just flew in last night. So uh, I'll, I'll be putting up an article for the I'll, – I'll actually, a lot of this stuff I'll be putting articles up for it on the website in the next few weeks uh, when, when I finally get all the info for them. But uh, I figured you'd be kind of interested in that one. Uh, the game looks fantastic too. It, it, I mean, it looks photorealistic now because obviously they can put all this stuff in there because it's so static. Yeah. Um, but they're doing like translucent pieces now and <laughs> – um, they got some other stuff planned too. That's pretty cool. So hopefully uh, we can Star talk Wars chess. I brought up Simpsons chess. <laughs> like you should do a Simpsons chess and he just smiled. So I don't know if they're going to try to do, I don't know. They do licensing. If they get like Zen and start to license out That'd all cool. these crazy properties. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool. That would be fun. And then last up uh, that I got to see is a game called pure pool that has been revealed uh, that, you know, the, um, 
a pure a pool sim- I get my floaties, my virtual floaties out. Yep, and yep. Your rubber pool simulator. And, yeah, not that kind of pool. Go off the high dive. Not that kind of pool. But duty, duty. <laughs> it's okay. Spalding, don't touch it. <laughs> oh, Spalding. <laughs> uh, so this is from the team that did Hustle Kings, and it looks fantastic. It's got a good soundtrack. <laughs> That's the first thing I said to him. Because he said Hustle King's like, oh, yeah, how's the soundtrack? And he played it. It was really good. Uh, they're doing a lot of cool stuff with it. Uh, it was, they're, they're trying to make it a lot more organic. Uh, they're doing some pretty interesting stuff for multiplayer that I can't talk about yet. They haven't revealed it yet. Uh, but it looks really cool. Uh, I didn't get to play it. Uh, you know, they just showed me some videos. Uh, but it, it looks fun. You know, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how this is compared to Pool Nation, which is also coming to PS4. And that one's from Cherry Pop Games. So if you're, if you're a pool lover, you're definitely going to be happy because there's going to be two different games to choose from. But no rubber, rubber duckies at all. Mm. Uh, well, I, I, I am a pool lover because, you know, uh, Lacey Underalls, when she's there with her black, <laughs> her black bathing suit on and mm-hmm. when she slides down the slide into Chevy Chase's pool. Yeah. Um, that's that's some good stuff going. I'm a pool lover. God damn you. <laughs> Billiards, how about that? You wanted me to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh hold on a second, I got <laughs> Damn throat. All right. Next up is a little game. It it's uh it's in production right now. Uh they're still working on it, but it's uh I think they're in Norway, if I remember right. Called Earthlock Festival of Magic. Now this is a game that they're planning on bringing to PlayStation. I don't think they've announced yet. I don't think they have a contract or anything. <clears throat> but I wanted to get a look at it because uh, they're kind of doing this JRPG style, but it's also very reminiscent of the Harvest Moon series. Wow. What? <laughs> That's so not nice. What no, if they I'm listen kidding. to this? No, it's me. It's me and RPGs. I know. I because, know. Uh, look, I, I love RPGs, but I... I can't get past an hour in them because inventory. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean this being But I do. I you know, I I would probably be interested in this a lot, but I probably wouldn't get anywhere in it unfortunately because it's me. <laughs> well, it's not just that. I mean, it's kind of in that Harvest Moon space which which looks good. Which is cool, but it's even more involved because now you have to actually do farming, Whoa. uh crafting, but it's it's interesting because like your weapons are like you grow these seeds and they're what become your weapons. Oh, so there's different ones. That's kind of badass. Actually, it's, it's really neat how they're doing it, and and it's a really small team doing this. Um, but oh, they're gonna have like man. this big overworld, and then you. They were telling me the story. I don't want to give away anything in the story, but they were telling me the story. It's really cool what they're doing, and it's gonna be. Um, it's not going to be this really big, like, 100-hour game. It's going to be probably... I think they're shooting between, like, 8 and 15 hours. Ooh, but the thing I is, do this. Yeah. But the thing is, once they get this established and they have the universe established and everything else, if the game does well enough, they can very easily do the next episodes. Oh, I want to... Yeah, I like this. I want to do this. Yeah. And, and they've got a Kickstarter up now. Why did you tell me to go to sleep, jerk? No, I, what? 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 <laughs> Wait a second. The other thing is they're building this, and, and you'll notice a theme very quickly when I talk about GDC this week and next week, or later this week. Um, week start on Monday for me, by the way, so next week. 
there's a lot of developers using Unity now. Yeah. And the reason yeah. being is that it does make things very easy to get to multiple platforms and to get your game out in front of as many people as possible. So these guys are building in Unity. I mean, what I was even seeing, I was playing it a little bit, was very rough. I mean, it's it's still in production. It's not even alpha. You know, it's, it's still rough, but it's pretty cool what they're doing. And visually, I thought it looked great. Uh, they've really changed things up. I, I, apparently, they showed this at PAX, but I didn't see them there. Uh, but they showed it at PAX. They showed me what it looked like at PAX and what it looks like now. I mean, they really revamped a lot of things. But I, I like what they're doing because they're, they've got this great writer. And when they told me some of the story elements and, and kind of this, the overlying story arc, it's really neat what they're doing. So keep an eye on this one. I mean, if you're, if you're into the Kickstarter thing, I, I do think these guys are worthy of, of being backed. Um, it's a really neat project. And, and I'll, I'll put the link for their Kickstarter in the, um, in the show notes. And it's also been, I've tweeted it before too, but super great guys. And, and I think they're, they're doing something pretty cool. So yeah, uh, that length, it's an RPG I can actually finish. So let's do this. Well, like South park. I mean, that's only about 15 hours. So yeah, dude, I, I haven't even gotten out of Carpen's yard from the first time. I Aww. walked in there. And <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, I actually sat down. Oh, with this... but wait, but apparently I spoiled Canada. So, you know, no, oh <laughs> fuck you, Keith. Although you got some <laughs> shit for spoiling the third power in Infamous. How? Apparently, you mentioned the third power in your review, and and just mentioning a power apparently is spoiling no, I it. didn't. Somebody tweeted that you did. I oh, don't I'd know. Have to look at my review again. Because I re- I read the review. I didn't see it in there. I wait. I'm. I can't right now. I, my mind is blank on what the third power actually is. Yeah. Give me a second. And let me think of what the third... Oh, I know what the third power is. No, I never mentioned that. Well, then I know I asshole. never mentioned that. I'll go back in the Twitter uh, when we take a break or something. I'll, I'll call the asshole out then. Please do. Or maybe I, like maybe I thought maybe well. he was trying to be sarcastic and he wasn't. Like, thanks for not spoiling the third power. But no, I'm pretty sure he just pretty much said boo to Josh for spoiling the third power. All right, uh, this I have to say. Yeah, and I know it wasn't in the screenshots because I sent you the screenshots and I didn't get to the third power. No, it, well, yeah, and out of all those screenshots, Sony approved three. So that's Are you why serious? Yeah, that's why there's only oh three God. in the review. <laughs> out of all of that, they were like, these three, and I was like, you know what, I, I, I'm not even going to. Oh, my uh, God. Fine. <laughs> wow. All right. And I didn't want to use the the Sony stuff that was in the PR folders and everything, because yeah. a lot of that is almost like bull shots. Like it doesn't look like it was I taken know. directly from the game in a Man, gameplay situation. I took like just 80 some screenshots angle. for you and they only, God damn it. Yes. Oh! Well, but your 80 some screenshots, I narrowed down to like 15 or so. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm going to use some combination of these. And they said, okay, these three. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh jeez. So yeah. All right. Um, well, now we can put them out because the game's out. Yeah. Um. So next up, I actually met with the CEO of Gaijin Entertainment. Uh, these are the guys. I mean, they've done a bunch of games. I think this is like their tenth game. Uh, they're the ones behind War Thunder. So there's a lot going on with War Thunder because it still has not come out in the U.S. And a lot of people are speculating, you know, that oh they screwed something up or whatever else. So he actually wanted to sit down with me. And uh, so we went and had high tea. It's war games don't work in the U.S. We're, yeah, we're a very war games never work society. in the U.S. Yeah. 
So uh, we sat down and we basically talked, and, and a lot of the stuff we talked about, I can't reveal it's under NDA. What I can tell you is that it's not really their fault. Uh, there's some things that they do in the game that are pretty unique in terms of their updating because they update a couple times a week. Uh, and they're trying to work that out with Sony and, and, and trying to work it out on their end. And they're also trying to get cross-play working between PS3 or PS4 and PC. And there's some challenges there that Sony Europe we're fine with, but Sony in the U.S. has different policies on a few things. So everything went smoothly in Europe, and then when they got over here, they had to redo some stuff. So they're looking at trying to get it out in the U.S. in the middle of April. So they're submitting it soon. They're going to try to get it out in April. Uh, and that's kind of, I mean, I wish I could tell you more, but a lot of the stuff is kind of internal stuff. Sony internal stuff. So it's basically just the way their technology works and how some of their other stuff works that the way that these guys do things is so unique that I don't think anybody saw this coming. And that's the problem. So nobody screwed up. I think it's just more of a growing pain than anything else because how Sony handles a lot of their like patching, a lot of their online stuff is very different than PS3. And like I said, these guys are definitely unique in how they do things. Um, so we, we talked for a good hour about this and he was telling me like, Oh, we tried this and that didn't work. We're trying this now and we're trying that. Um, but I just want to make sure that people realize that they're doing everything in their power to obviously get the game out. Cause they want to get the game out. Obviously they want it in people's hands and it's just a growing pain. So they're working their butts off. They're still updating the game as well. So, uh, I know that the tanks, they're going to open up tanks soon. Tanks are in closed beta right now. So they're looking to do that. Also, they're looking at having um, a new clan system put in that actually lets you squad up because one of the technologies that they have right now, and, and we talked about this in New York City when I saw these guys in in, uh, in November, is that they actually didn't have a way for you to join your friend if you were too different in your levels. So like if I was a level 10 and you're a level 4, let's say, if you tried yeah. to join my game, I wouldn't let you do that. I'd be level 10. You'd be level four. Sure. <laughs> Whatever works Jerk. for you. But you wouldn't be able to join my game because the way their matchmaking worked originally was that it tries to keep people within like a certain amount of levels on top and on the bottom. So now, and I brought this up too. Now what they're doing is they're putting a, a squad system in so that no matter what levels you're at, if like I'm playing and somebody on my friends list wants to join me, even if they're just starting the game off, and I ha you know, I've been playing the game for a few months. They can join up and they don't just go into the session. They actually come into your squad and, and get to play with you. That's cool. Which is what they need. I mean, I was saying, like, yeah. if you don't have that, nobody's going to want to play it. Because it's the whole social aspect. That's why we have a party system. So they're adding all that stuff in. And uh, the way it sounds like it's going to work is going to be pretty cool. So I'm actually kind of glad that we had to wait for it because it sounds like it's going to be a great addition. And honestly, having it there originally instead of waiting for it would... That would have been kind of a bummer. So I don't know. But I'm, I'm really excited for it. I've been playing it for a while because I've got the European one. Um, I actually signed up with a U.S. account, but I downloaded it from Europe. <clears throat> so whenever I play, I'm actually usually on the European servers, obviously, because there aren't U.S. servers yet for PS4. And it runs great. 
Uh, I'm going to order a joystick for it soon, too. And and to reiterate what I heard back in November, pretty much any USB flight stick out there will work with this game on PS4. Nice. Yeah, that's badass. <clears throat> and it actually works with the trackpad, too. One of the few games that works with the trackpad like a mouse. Huh. So you can actually swipe around, you know, like you're on a laptop. But, yeah, it was it was really cool to sit down with him. He He really filled me in a lot of things, and... Like I said, I wish I could tell you guys. And that's that's the weird thing about GDC. Like, you and I go to E3. Yeah, we have embargoes for stuff. But GDC, a lot of times, was more about, like, the business side of things and the inner workings of things just to try to get you to understand it a lot more. So it was good that I went. It was just weird because I was expecting more E3-type situations, and it really wasn't. Like, the show floor was almost all, like... <laughs> technology and middleware and all this other stuff. There were like barely any actual games on the floor. So all of my appointments were at other places. So I walked about 15 miles this week. All right. I found that tweet. Okay. (laughs) And it was, um, I spoiled how many powers there are in the game. Oh, which really that's all right. Really? Sorry. Is that a spoiler? I'm sorry. <laughs> Block them. Um, I didn't tell you what they were beyond well, we the two, two that them. everybody already saw. Um, but you know, I you should go in there sorry. and just put an asterisk. <laughs> uh, Possible fine. spoiler? I'll I'll take that if if that's a spoiler. Then fine. I'll 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 take the I'll take yeah, the beating for that. But that's not a spoiler. I. I that I didn't feel was a spoiler, just telling you that there were X number of powers. That's not a spoiler. Because really, all they've talked about are two of them, and I didn't want everybody right. to think that's all you get. I mean, obviously, you want... Oh, your... way to spoil it. There's two? Yeah. Damn it. You'd be expecting more. Yeah. So, we'll talk about Infamous later, though. Yeah. Okay, Um. next up, really quick. Well, this one, I think Josh and I, this is... Dude, this is in our wheelhouse, totally. Strike Suit Zero. It's out on Steam now, I believe. Um, but think Wing Commander. Think Colony Wars. Think X-Wing. Think Macross. Yay. Space shooter from the cockpit view. You can turn into a freaking mech. You're battling capital ships. Dogfighting. <laughs> the whole nine. It's awesome. So I'm going to get it on Steam this week and at least give it a try. Uh, they're going to try to get us a build for PS4 at some point so we can actually preview it for everybody. Uh, so badass. And it looks fantastic, too. So, I, again, I, I have, I'm going to put an article up for this one because I've got a lot of info to go through. But uh, keep your eyes out on that one. Strike Suit Zero, it's called. There's another one, if you buy a special package on Steam, called Strike Suit Infinity. But that's more of an arcade type game. So it's not really the full game. But this one is a full story. Um, again, you can turn into a freaking like Macross mech. Or if you don't know Macross Robotech, same thing. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then this next one is actually out. It actually came out this week. But I wanted to meet with the developer whose name I have a really hard time saying. I believe it's Thymon. Uh, he's again, I think from Norway, he's, he's a buddy of another developer that we know. And I just kind of happened to run into him and we sat down and talked for a while. Uh, the game is called Steamworld Dig. Uh, this was out on iOS and Android for a while. 
and it just came out on uh, Vita and PS4 cross by this week. Uh, and I think, I believe Chaz is doing the full review for this, but I got to say, so basically it's a side view game. You play as like this robot miner that, uh, his uncle dies and, and he gets this mine. And basically the gameplay is you're digging, you're just keep digging down, but you find like resources, bring them back up to the surface, sell them for upgrades. And then you find more and more items throughout the, throughout the mine. But it's procedurally generated, the mine itself, so it's never the same thing if you go through and play again. So there's a lot of replay value. Here's the thing. Like, normally when I play these kind of games, I play for like an hour and I'm done. I'm just like, all right, I've seen what I need to see. I threw this on my Vita the day before I flew back from California. I went down to the media room and I took my Vita because that's the only place I could get Wi-Fi. <clears throat> I threw this on and I threw Luftrausers on. And I was like, oh, I'll play a little bit of this, and I'll play some more Luft Rousers, and, you know, I'll just play some games on the, on the plane. So I get on the plane in San Francisco yesterday. I boot this up before we even take off, because now you can have electronics on the whole time. I start playing it while we're still on the ground. I stopped playing it when we landed in Chicago. It felt like an hour. Time went by so fast. I just could not put it down. It's so much fun. The exploration aspect of it, the way that it's built, it looks great. It sounds really good. I mean, like, the music and everything is really good. Uh, but it's fun. It's it's so compelling to just keep going deeper and deeper because it's not just a mine. Like, things start changing as you get deeper and deeper. Like, enemies start changing. What you're finding starts changing. And it's really compelling. And the cool thing is, cloud save... So you can go through, you're sitting on the train, play it for an hour, put it up to the cloud, bring it up in your PS4 and continue on, and vice versa. Yeah, I looked at the trailer for this, and it just didn't grab me. It didn't me either, and then I played it. And the cool thing is, we've got codes to give away. So on our Facebook page, <sighs> we're going we're gonna to give away some codes on the Facebook page this week. You mean I have to go on Facebook again? Well. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but it it is really cool. He's a he's a, the developers are really cool. Uh, but the, the game is fun. I I was shocked because, like I said, these kind of games normally with me, I I'll play for especially when when I hear, yeah, I was on an iOS. I'm like, Ugh, it's gonna be thin. It's gonna be nothing. But. And I told him that. I said, it's going to be it's it's going to be ass hat injection. <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm really enjoying it. It, it I mean it's there there's like a there's a story there and everything but the way that they do it because you have like a lamp with you and that's your light source but it runs out after a certain amount of time. So you have to get back up to the surface or else you can't see anything. But you're always fighting to get back to the surface as you get deeper and deeper because there's not really an easy way to get back to the surface unless you build this little teleporter, but that takes three orbs, and the orbs are really scarce. And so, and so, and you can't pick it up and move it anywhere. So where you where you put that teleporter, it's always there. So you have that going on. You have all your upgrades because you start with a pickaxe, and then you can upgrade your axe to a better one and a better one, and then you can get a drill, and you know you can just so you keep upgrading everything. And there's a story in the background as well, so you're you're uh, taking the story along. And then there's other like challenge rooms that you go into, and if you get to the end of the challenge room, you get a new power. 
so you can get better jumps or you can get better whatever. So the way that they do it, though, is, is very smooth, and it, it moves along at a great pace. And that's there's an exploration aspect to it, and you're never going to, like, josh it, but because it's procedurally generated, it's never, you know, the, the mine itself stays the same, but when you go back, like, there'll be different uh, ore that you have to mine, stuff like that. But it's never, like, all this resource management. It's basically just grab all you can, take it to the surface, make money, take the money over, upgrade your stuff, go back in, and start exploring more to try to find out what's going on. And it's cool. I, I'm I'm serious. I had a great time with it. So I was surprised. Trust me, I was surprised. <clears throat> okay, so we got two more. Well, one more thing. Uh, this game's been at a lot of stuff in the last year. Uh, it's called Metrico. So this is coming for the PlayStation Vita. It's at its simplest form. It's a side-scrolling platformer. But where it's different is that. Everything that happens in the level, it's basically a puzzle game more than a, a platformer. Everything in the game is reacting to how you're playing the game. So you get to certain puzzles, like you'll get to this one puzzle and you'll be running to the right, and, and you'll notice if you're running to the right, like this platform raises up. But if you jump to the right, it doesn't raise. Or if you jump up, another platform comes up every time. Or if you fall down, a platform might fall. Something like that. So you have to figure out how to solve this puzzle with your movements. Oh, those just make me mental. But it's good. Uh. Like, once I figured that out, and and and, and it's another one of those where they really don't tell you anything. They want you to discover it yourself. Well, you spoiled it. It was all Glenn. I didn't spoil anything because I didn't tell you where I was in the game. (laughs) But... I, I it was funny because he it, one great thing about GDC, even though I had to walk every freaking where because nothing was at the Moscone, we usually got meeting spaces that were very quiet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it wasn't like when you and I go to E3 and we're in a room with like 80 other people or whatever. It was always like one-on-one time with everybody. So I got to grab the, play, the, the Vita and I sat and played it for like 20, 30 minutes. And I was engulfed in the game I was, I was totally hooked and i got to this one puzzle that was just a really big head scratcher and then i realized oh crap i just have to do this and it was like this really easy solution to the puzzle and i hear i was trying to overthink it but it's it's really neat how they do it and it's all this analytic data that they're using and the game tracks everything that you're doing and i'm pretty sure it's going to affect things later on huh. So it's really cool, and, and it's beautiful. The art style is really beautiful. There's a lot of uh, video and stuff out there on the web if you want to check it out, but you really have to play it to understand what the hell is going on. And I was always one of those people, like, I played it at PAX, and I saw it at the Santa Monica thing a couple months ago, but I never really understood what the game was about. And now that I actually got to sit down with it for a little while and play it, I get it, and it's it's actually pretty cool. And it's very unique. But it's really, really good. So I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eyes off for that one. It's neat. Uh, and then, like I said, I got to see Batman Arkham Knight, but the embargo lifts on Thursday, so the podcast will be going, going up that day. Hence, Tuesday. When's the podcast coming up? Yeah. <laughs> and if anybody thinks they're going to be funny, Damon, if anybody thinks they're going to be funny and start t- tweeting me, I'm, swear, I'm serious. I will block your ass. Blocked. Not having it. Anyway. 
All right, well, let's take our break. Uh, when we come back, Josh has got a couple of reviews. I'll help him with one of them. We'll talk some Zen news, uh, and then uh, I'll remind you again when the podcast is coming out next week. <laughs> so you can tweet me on Wednesday. All right, we'll be right back. My throat is still bad, so hopefully I'm not too grating on everyone's ears. Well, no more than usual. It's Josh's sexy voice we all love, so luckily we get to hear that soon. Yeah, since I'm sick. Aww. <clears throat> I'm not sick. I just, man, my th- my voice just went yesterday. Uh, so really quick, Midwest Gaming Classic coming up in three weeks. Uh, I know there's some people out there that still haven't bought their ticket because they keep forgetting. Stop forgetting and buy your freaking tickets. Uh, we found out that our, our writer, our buddy Dave Hunt, is actually coming last minute. So um, uh, he's coming off for MGC. Glad to finally meet him. He said it's his first time in Wisconsin. Be afraid. I'll, I'll bring the goat. Uh, so really quick update. Uh, we, I've already said that we're going to have Tower Fall Ascension there to play down in the, in the Retrades room. I talked to the developers of Cell Damage HD, which is actually... Cell Damage was a launch title on the Xbox. So they're bringing it back in a pretty big way. Uh, it, it, so it's basically a cartoon, cartoony kind of car combat game. Uh, let's just, I, I'll just say it. It's kind of reminiscent of what Calling Out Cars was. The cool thing is it does four-player split screen. And I got to play it for quite a bit at uh, GDC on Thursday, and it's a blast. They also have a capture the flag mode. So it's very similar to, to Calling Out Cars. So... I have a build with me right now. We're going to have it at MGC to play as well. So now we're going to have that to play. Towerfall Ascension will have a couple other games as well to play. Uh, so we're going to have some pretty cool cool shit to, to check out. And I'm hoping actually to get a couple more games that aren't out yet, uh, hopefully to be able to show at MGC. So we just have to see if the developers are comfortable enough with uh, not Final Code being in the public. So, uh, yeah, I'm still working on it, and hopefully we'll have some more surprises for you guys at MGC. Or not surprises, but cool shit. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what else to say about MGC. Josh is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Uh, a lot of other people are going to be there that are way more important than us. We're going to the Brewer game, taking that bus, eat some sandwiches, drink some beers. It's going to be fun. Maybe. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, if you haven't got your tickets, go to MidwestGamingClassic.com. Pick those up. It's cheaper if you get them ahead of time. Come visit, yo. It's Brookfield, Wisconsin, right outside of Milwaukee. Very easy to get to. 
And uh, it's always a good time. We always have a great time every year. Uh, we're recording the podcast, I believe, at 3 o'clock on Saturday that, w- that week. So if you're around, come down, visit us. We'll get you on the podcast with us. We'll get as many people on as possible, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. So, And you can come see how difficult it is to record a podcast. It's not difficult at all. <laughs> I try to make it difficult. I really well, do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Definitely. And with that, why don't you uh, do this review that I didn't even know we were going to have? Yeah. Um, so, Monsters, the complete series. <laughs> In which I said, the what? Yeah. This is from the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, ran three seasons. And it's a horror anthology. Um, kind of like Tales from the Dark Side, Outer Limits, uh, horror sci-fi anthology. Yeah. Um, the producer, uh, was actually, he produced Tales from the Dark Side. Um, oh, okay. So he's been involved in a lot of stuff. And when that was ending, I believe that ended and then this started up very soon after it. Uh, so he was kind of moving in the same direction there. Uh, as a horror anthology, as an anthology, you know, it's, it's different week to week, just self-contained stories. Uh, it's nice. I, I had seen, I knew the intro and if you see the intro, you know, if you were alive at that time and aware of syndicated TV, (laughs) you've probably seen this intro. Um, a lot of rubber suits, (laughs) a lot of low budget effects. I mean, it's a product of its time. Yeah. I, I mentioned that a, a couple times. And it, that doesn't mean it's bad. You know, it just means you need to know what, you're, what to expect going into it. You're not expecting high production values and, and super fancy special effects. It's, it's pretty low budget. Uh, and it comes across that way. But the stories are really the important part of it. And some of the stories are excellent. You know, some could, could have been straight out of the twilight zone. Yeah. Um, they're that good. Some are not so good. Some are just downright terrible, you know? So you get a real cross section there. Um, there always, there's always some kind of monster, obviously. And that's the title of the show. (laughs) Why aren't Uh, there no monsters in this? It's called monsters. What's going on? It's cool though, because it's, I thought from like from my limited recollection of it because I had seen bits and pieces of this show when it was on and it, and it also hit the sci-fi channel um when it was still sci-fi before it was sci-fi. Um, sci-fi. Yeah, they did reruns on the sci-fi channel for a long time and that's probably where I had seen a lot of it. Uh I for some reason I thought that this this was an hour long show. It's it was a half hour show. So you got 22 minutes an episode. So, oh, by the no way, message. if we what? ever end up getting Friday the 13th, the series, I want that one because <laughs> we keep getting all this old stuff. Yeah. Well, this one, I, this works best at 22 minutes because there's no time to fuck around. You know, right. you get right into the story and you get right into the monster and, and the, whatever the conclusion of the story is, it all happens. It's very quick pace uh you're not dragging things out at all like ooh, there's something in the dark there and oh i still haven't seen that something in the dark you know you don't have to drag it out for an hour 
you're in and out, which is good. Nice. Um, so it works. It works in that respect. Uh, one of the really cool things about this series and what this series is known for among fans and, and people that are a, a little more aware of it than, than just your average person. Like, huh? What's monsters again? <laughs> um, the list of people that appeared on this show as guest stars, because every week you have to have a new set of actors because it's a whole new story. Right. The list of people on this show was unreal. Half these people hadn't quite hit it big yet. They were still kind of character actors or still early on in their careers. Some were, you know, well past their prime. Barbara Billingsley and Frank Gorshin were in it. Um, Frank Gorshin, who was the Riddler mm -hmm. on the original Batman series. Uh, Barbara Billingsley was uh, Beaver's mom in Leave it to Beaver. Mm -hmm. Meatloaf was in it. <laughs> Meatloaf was in it. Jeff Conaway, Adrian Barbeau, Gina Gershon. Linda Tony Blair. Shal Tony Shalhoub. Uh, David Spade. Steve Buscemi. Um, Chris Noth. Darren John McGavin. John Saxon, Tori Spelling, Jerry Stiller, Tori Rich Hall. Spelling was in it? Was yeah. she one of the monsters? Uh, probably. I mean, it makes sense. I, they wouldn't have to put any makeup on her. Uh, but, the, like, the funny thing is, like, all the... Uh, Holy shit, Soupy Sales was in it. <laughs> and what's his name? Uh, Squiggy. David Landers? Yep. Yeah, Squiggy was in it. Richard Mall. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's fun because... You know, as I'm watching it, like the I put in the first episode on the first disc and immediately I'm looking at like the one guy I obviously know and the other guy I'm like, I know this guy. Who is this guy? I, mm -hmm. I, he is so, I remember this guy. And I went and I started looking on IMDb. He played <laughs> in Chappelle's show and it's so fucked up that I remembered him because of this. In Chappelle's show where they do the real world. Uh, where it's one white guy in the house. Yeah, yeah, Christian Finnegan. And his father shows up, and his father gets killed. Yeah, he gets uh, prison stabbed. Yeah, his father is the guy in the first episode oh, of the show. I was like, oh my gosh, it's wow. that guy. <laughs> so well, Will Wheaton's in an episode. Yeah, it, that's the fun of this, you know, is that you'll see all these people that you know, and they're early in their career, or they're at weird points in their career where you just, you know, some people who weren't famous yet, some people who were very famous. Um, so that's that's kind of the fun of the show. Plus, you know, the stories there when the stories are good, they're great. Yeah. Um, when they're bad, they're horrible. <laughs> so you just, you know, if you just go straight through it, you never know what you're going to get. It's always kind of a, kind of a crapshoot, which is, you know, it's just fun to see how they did it. Um, so it's a pretty cool show. It's actually a really nice collection. There's no special features at all. Um, which is, you not know, surprising. kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, not surprising. It was a syndicated show from the late eighties. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it would have been nice if they could have gotten some of the people who had been on the show, you know, to just do some kind of recollection. But <laughs> Yeah, and then they that, go, the what show? What? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the collection itself, it's it's nine discs. Uh, it's all three seasons. And it runs retail price uh, $100. Jesus. Um, yeah. 
It's over 25 hours of content though. Uh, on Amazon right now through our link, it's $77. So much more reasonable, I think for three full seasons of a show. Um, but I gave it a seven, um, because you know, it's, it's good. It's, it's good and bad. And that's the fun of it. Really? (laughs) It's the eighties. And, and it's, it's very much the eighties, you know, with the music and, and the budgets and the effects and the costumes and everything. So, and it, the, the big draw really is the, the actors on it. So that's what makes it so much fun. Boy, I didn't even know what this was until I, I looked at some of the pictures. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. If you see, like in the in the written review I did on the site, the very first picture there is from the opening credits. Right, that's how I remembered it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, yep, that's monsters. Wow, Jerry Stiller. Yeah, there are a lot. Matt of LeBlanc in was in it. That's probably back when he was doing um, uh, Married with Children and stuff for King of the Heap. What was the King of the Heap? I think or King of the Hill. It was Top of the Heap. Top of the heap, yeah. yeah. I knew it was heap. Yeah. Wow, too um, funny. All right, well, I mean, obviously this game's been out for a couple of days. We had some weird timing this week, but uh, I got to play seven hours before I left. So I was, I was happy that I got to do that so I could talk a little bit about it with you. But you finished it, so yeah, infamous Second Son. The game that when they revealed it in New York City last year in February, you and I were grabbing each other going, Ah! <laughs> Yeah. So what'd you think? Eh. <laughs> no. Of course not. Um All right. So where to begin? Uh, this takes place a couple years after the first two games. Spoilers. Well, that's important <laughs> because I had a number of people asking me, do I have to play the first two games before I play this? Right. And I told them, no, you don't, because it takes place well after the first series, uh, and it's kind of its own self-contained story. You know, if you've played the first two, or if you're at least familiar with the first two, things will make a little more sense. Right. Uh, But for the most part, it is its own self-contained story, and you don't really have to worry about any of that. You can play this without ever having seen the first two. Uh, They do kind of give you some explanation here and there. And as you get deeper into the game, they get a pretty good backstory on, okay, this is all this stuff that went down way back when, and this is why this is a problem. Uh, yeah, there's, there's your spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the the weird thing about this is, and I, I still, I'm, I'm a little thrown by this is that the first two games took place in like an alternate New York and an alternate New Orleans. And it's, it's definitely America because they even show in the second game on all these newscasts constantly, you're seeing the Eastern seaboard of the United States with Florida and all this stuff. So, you know, it's, it's the U S but New York is called empire city. New Orleans is called new Marais. This time around you're in Seattle. Straight up Seattle. They didn't yep. even try to change the name. They didn't try to disguise it or anything. It is Seattle. So that kind of threw me a little bit. Um, you know, because we had this one thing going on for two games and then suddenly they switch it up 
like this. Uh, the other thing about it is because of the power of the PlayStation 4, the the first two games looked a little cartoony. Yeah. You know, they had that sort of, that sort of look, they had a very specific look to them. This one kind of throws that out the window and goes very realistic. Yeah, uh, definitely. For the most part. Um, the lighting is unlike anything you've seen in any other game on the PS4 or any other system so far. You've probably seen it on a PC at some point, a fancy-ass PC, but nothing in a console game. It's unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, For the most part, I will say I did experience pop-in in the game in a couple places. Not a lot, not often, but I did see it Enough that I that it it was jarring. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it, there was pop in right there." What? what? Yeah. <laughs> it was maybe four or five times in the entire game, but that was enough for me to go, "Oh my gosh, there's there's pop in here." Yeah. Um, nothing like the original games. Uh, the original games had a lot of pop in. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a minor thing, very very minor thing. Um, Nothing that's game breaking or anything. Nothing that would make you just, oh, this sucks. <laughs> uh, because the the game itself, you know, it takes place at all times of day. Uh, it's Seattle, so there's going to be rain. There's going to be puddles on the ground. There's going to be. It's that's where they get you. The different times of day with the sun in the sky in different places and the reflections in the puddles and the lighting and the streets and the buildings and wow, you know, it looks unreal. There are a couple times though, like where I turned around and I would look at something and I guess it's just my positioning where I was in the city and where the sun was behind me and everything they didn't quite get the lighting right where like a tower would look just like one flat color. Yeah. I saw that once, but I didn't really pay attention to it. And then I went, wait a second. And I went back and I couldn't recreate it. Yeah. I, when I spun around and I saw that I stopped and I was like, Whoa, cause it, it was jarring for me, you know, but right. th- like you, it was only once that I saw something like that. The rest of the time, everything looked freaking amazing um i don't really want to get into the story so much i you you play as delson he's a he's a native american um he gets his powers we all know that uh he's a conduit that's from the original game um and he has smoke which you're like ooh, smoke whoop de freaking do (laughs) um (laughs) But man, it there's flames and smoke and all this stuff coming out, and yeah. it, this is why they, you know, they they looked at the PS4 and they said, "All right, what crazy things can we do for powers?" And because of all that power that they had there, they could make the smoke swirling and and moving, cool. and and when you transform, you know, when you when you move, and this is one of the big things because. One of the first things I did was I ran up the side of a building and I'm climbing and he's doing the same weird half stuttery yeah. up the side of the building. And I'm like, really? Oh, <laughs> PS4, come on. But 
with smoke, once you get it and you get your powers upgraded and everything, there's vents on the side of the buildings. You transform into smoke, poof, right through the vent, and you're right on top of the building. Yep. Shoot right up to the top. You get things with all your powers where you don't have to climb, jump, 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 climb up the building. You know, you can just just get up to the top of buildings very quickly and easily. Yep. So you're not really going to see a lot of that climbing movement. Uh, so and that makes really a matter. huge difference. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it completely helps the flow of the game. And that's one thing that when I was playing the first two games, I always loved them and I finished both of them. But I would always get kind of frustrated and annoyed with having to climb all these buildings all the time. And I found myself doing that every now and then just out of habit with this new one. But mm-hmm. then I remembered, oh, crap, go find a vent. Yeah. And boom, you're up there. And actually, a lot of times, it helps you out with some of your attacks, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the upgrades, the you know, in the first two games, you were collecting hundreds and hundreds of shards of, of these power shards, uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, they're from, I'm not even going to get into what they're from, um, but they're... They're shards of energy, and in this game, they handle it so much better um, because the circumstances surrounding this game are different. You know, in the first two, there were accidents and uh, shards got blown out all over the city, so there are hundreds of them everywhere, and collecting them all is how you get your power-ups. They made it a lot easier in this game. (laughs) Well, not just easier, but... I think at the same time they made it tougher because I don't think that we're ever going to see a map like we did with the first couple of games, you know, where they had a map of every shard. I don't think you're going to see that anymore because it's a little bit more general now, a little more random. Mm. They're not in specific places anymore. Not all well, of them. Uh, no, no, not, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing when you see, I don't know if you, you did any of that in these areas, when you get to a certain point, all this stuff appears on the map, like at least in that sector of the city. Right. Um, you're clearing out sectors of the city, uh, in the, in the other game, you're, you're trying to clear out the whole city essentially. Well, so, yeah, I understand that. But what I mean is, ah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I'm I'm quite getting. I mean, I think I get what you're getting at, but I, I, I don't want to say anymore because it gets spoilery. Right. Um. The yeah, the way the game plays out, it's 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 still infamous. I mean, you're going to get infamous. That's the whole point of it. Uh, but kind of a tweaked infamous. Yeah. Um, it it plays a little better. I kind of thought it played easier. Um, and maybe uh, it's it had, just, that might have to do with the fact that it's just a smoother frame rate and everything. You know maybe. what I mean? I mean, I had no problems getting through any of it until I got to the final boss where it was just an exercise in frustration, um, yeah. which upped the frustration because the rest of the game, I kind of breezed right through. Oh, okay. And I was playing on normal. Um, but maybe that's because I platinum the first, no, I didn't. I I'm, I'm like one trophy or two trophies away from a platinum on both of them. I've played through both of them multiple times. So, um, I mean, I love the infamous game. So, uh, 
but I will, you know, I want to point out there are minor little things in there that are, that are, that feel very last gen and feel like, Oh, how did that make it in there? Why is that in there? Um, like the pedestrian AI, uh, for the most part, it's, it's pretty good. Um, but you'll hit a lot of places where, you know, I, I have a major battle because the DUP, that's the guy, department of unified protection. They're the guys that are occupying the city. Just say it. Uh, hunting down conduits. That's their, that's their job. It's the dupe, the dupe. So the dupe militia rolls up and you're in the middle of the street. You're like, Oh crap. And you start a huge fight and people scream "Ah!" and they go running off. So you're running around the street, blowing up everything, not a single dip in frame rate. Everything is locked and just solid. It's beautiful. (laughs) No slowdown, no nothing. Uh, having this massive battle, blowing stuff up left and right. You finally kill off the last guy and there's all these pedestrians standing around and they just ignore you. Like nothing just happened. Like the whole street didn't blow up in front of their faces. They're just like, eh. We're <laughs> seeing this. Yeah. I mean, that kind of threw me off. I'm thinking, come on. It could have been better than that. But, but if your you plan know, is bad, you got to go in and start kicking all their asses too then. Oh, I did. Yeah. And then the rest of them scream and run. Yeah. <laughs> because, because what they'll do is they'll say stuff to you. Like you should just get out of here. Get, get out of Seattle. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Cause I was playing as evil anyway. Um, but you get a lot of repetition from the crowd and even from the dupe, um, in, in dialogue. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm just hitting all the nitpicky stuff because right now that's all it is. It's, it's very minor. It's not really going to take away from your enjoyment of the game because there's so much other stuff going on in here that is so good Yeah, that you're not even going to worry about it. Um, it's cool because I mean, sucker punch is there in Seattle, so they know the city and they, they really it's did detail. an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much detail in there, and it looks so beautiful. There's, I mentioned they, you know, they put in landmarks of Seattle businesses and things like that, and there was a specific music label that when I saw something there, I got weak in the knees. I was like, oh, because <laughs> that's one of my favorite record labels of all time. And... It didn't, I forgot, you know, I know that they're based there, but I had forgotten all about it. I just didn't even, it didn't even register that that would be in the game. And when I saw it, it just, it made me giddy. (laughs) So, um, but I'm not going to spoil that. Uh, there, there's cool callbacks to things. Uh, if it's sucker punch, so think about all the things they can do and, there are cool little Easter eggs and things in the game yeah. uh, that if you really dig around, you're going to find them. Some are very obvious. They, they pop out at you pretty quick and some you really have to dig around and try to find, but they're very cool. Uh, the things they put in there. Um, the powers. Yeah. I mentioned smoke. You, you know, you can be as you can, because you only get a certain number of cores and, you're not hunting all over the city for them. The upgrades are easier to do for the most part. You still have to do some hunting, but the, the upgrades tend to be easier to do. And you can actually pick your own path. You know, you, you have your main power and then here's all the little upgrades off of it. 
and it just tells you it's going to require this many shards, this many shards, this many shards. So you can right. just pick and choose and upgrade the way you want. Which I uh, really like the skills tree stuff now. Yes. Yeah, it works really, really well because you can. You think, all right, now I, I'm I'm going to go into this heavily occupied dupe area and I need to boost up this stuff. So you'll go get a bunch of shards and then boost up those powers and then dive into it. Um, so you can really kind of plan out your game as you go. Uh, neon, cause that's the other power that was heavily talked about. I I'll just mention that you're spoiling it. <laughs> I was badass. on media lockdown. It's badass. It is pretty cool. It's, I, I saw that and I'm like, neon, really? <laughs> but when you use it, oh, it's it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very cool. Yeah. And the upgrades on that are pretty badass, too. So, really, get your upgrades as quick as you can. Because you're really going to find good use for them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the voice acting is for the main characters especially is really good. Yeah. Um I mentioned that, you know, the it's led by the Nolan North of 2013-14, uh <laughs> Troy Baker. Who's a super nice guy, I got to say again. Yeah. He's in everything now. He yep. has become the guy. He was in BioShock Infinite, he was in The Last of Us. He was the main character in both of those. He was in Batman uh, as the Joker. Yep. He's now in Infamous Second Son. He's everywhere you turn, he's popping up now. So uh, he does a great job, though, as Delson. Um, and your nemesis, your main nemesis in the game, that voice actor is amazing as well. Yeah. Really, really good, especially as you get deeper into the game. My goodness. Oh. <laughs> she, you just. <sighs> I'm like, I hate this person so much. <laughs> very, very well done. Um, the rest of the audio, the the powers sound really amazing. The ambient sounds around Seattle sound really, really amazing. Yeah. I think it stumbled a bit on the soundtrack. Um, um it's I, I to me it seemed like they were trying to in in some instances trying to capture that Seattle grunge vibe. Um, and I agree. I, I, it was kind of forgetful every now and then. Yeah. That was the thing about it. Like the, I, I have the infamous two soundtrack. I, I don't, I think I have the infamous soundtrack. I, I love the infamous two soundtrack. I think that's one of the best parts of the game. I mean, the character and the, the flavor to that music, uh, it really fits the game really well. It's very memorable. It's it's fun. I love listening to it outside the game. This one, the music came and went. It it seems like it's a little too deep in the mix. Like it's it's very low key and you don't hear it a yeah. whole lot. And when it's there, you know the the main song is great. The the theme song is really really cool. But the rest of it is very forgettable to me. I yeah. just yeah, it just never really made a made that impact that the Infamous Two soundtrack did. Um, so something to to mention about the audio as well is, um, Sony sent a pair of those gold headphones, the new mm, gold headphones. Yeah. So I played the game for like the first six hours with those headphones, and 
oddly enough, like the new app doesn't really act like uh, how you had to in the past, where you had to, you know, you know like with, with with the Pulse Elites, you would download the profile for that specific game to the headphones, and it still has that, but for the game itself, in Infamous Second Son, you can actually go into the to the audio settings, and there's actually a setting there for the gold wireless headset. So oh. instead of putting the profile on it, it's actually in the game. That's cool. Yeah. But the, I mean, I'll, I'll talk more about those headphones in a week or two, but uh, it sounded great in those, man. I mean, they, the sound really moves around. Well, they worked specifically for those. Uh, one of the things I added since I only had three screenshots, um, <laughs> <laughs> I added in the video that they put out about their audio work in this game. Uh, because I think it was really interesting. They show where they went out into the streets of Seattle and they were recording things and where they, how they would do. I mean, you, when you think about it, it's a video game. None of this exists. So every single sound, it's like animation. You know, every single sound in the game has to be created in some way. Right. So to see them creating some of these sounds and the sounds that Neon makes... Like, what the hell does that sound like, you know? <laughs> and the sounds that the smoke makes and the sounds that... It, it's amazing to see how they did all of it. But they do talk about that that gold headset specifically. Yeah. Um, because they're very excited that, you know, one of the hardest things that they've run into, that all developers run into, they, they were saying, is that you don't know. You know, you develop your sound to a certain spec and you try to do the best you can with it. But, you know this person's left speaker may be out. They may be listening to it through the TV. This person might have a great surround system. This person might only have the front left, right and center channels. You know, you don't know, um, with that headset, the headset is the headset, you know, and they could just develop right to that. So they put that profile in there and they could make it exactly what they wanted it. Yeah. Knowing that everybody wearing that headset is going to have that same, ambient experience which they were very excited about so that's pretty cool um i thought there was there was something else in there that i wanted to touch upon because i can't really i'm not going to talk about the story i'm not going to talk about really what what your progression is or what goes on in there but um, yeah leave that alone i think that's that's the main thrust of it. It's it's a great game. It's an infamous game, you know? It's it's, you it's like what it always needed to be though. Like I always yeah. I always think that since I saw first saw this, I've always felt like the PS3 was kind of holding them back. And this one just allows you to do so many more things and the flow is so much better and I I didn't get those those kind of frustrating moments like I did in the first two in terms of like I said, before climbing up the buildings and all that stuff. And it's also weird playing it, though, because there's so much more vegetation now. Like, there there are trees in your way sometimes when you're trying to look down on the people and, and yeah. you know, or looking down on the ground. Yeah. Um, But it, it's also, like, interesting. I don't know if you mentioned, but you can switch between your powers, too. Yeah. And the way that you have to do that is pretty interesting. And, and I don't know. I I just I, I love the design of the city, and you know, like you said, obviously they're there, and it's the real city this time. But I just love how, how they designed it and how everything kind of works together. And 
I've I've I loved the first half of the game that I played, and and I actually talked to uh, the producer of the game to find out where I was in the story and everything. We were talking about it for a while, and I was like, "Oh, I'm really having a great time with it so far," and I can't wait to get back home. I mean, literally, I want to finish it before MLB shows up. So I got I got a lot of work to do, get this podcast out and, and get the write ups done. But that's definitely you know on my list of things to do is to get this game done before MLB shows up. Yeah, I'm loving it. And and you know, if you're an infamous fan, I think there's no way that you're going to be disappointed with it. Oh yeah, not at all. Uh, you're you're going to absolutely love it. If you're an infamous fan, you're going to absolutely love it. It there are some different things there, definitely, but um you know, it still feels like an infamous game. It feels like they've refined it a bit. You know, they they've looked at they looked at the first two like the shards. I didn't mind it so much, but it was a little crazy trying to collect 300 shards throughout the city or something ridiculous like that. So they've taken away some of the chore to the game and yeah, they've streamlined it. Like you said, they've, they've, they've kind of trimmed it down and made it a very tight action game. Um, They're also doing the, the DLC, which it's free. As far as I know. Yeah, Paper Trails, I think it's called. Paper Trail, yeah, yeah, is what it's called. They had a piece of it available, like the first piece of it available for us to play um, before the game came out. The one problem I ran into, I, I don't know if I played the entire the entire thing. If I mm. did, it was super short. Um but it's it, it's coming out over weeks and it's multiple parts. The problem is I got to this point where I did everything I had to do and then it said, okay, upload your stuff to this website. Uh-oh. And it wasn't uploading to the website because I guess nothing – the stuff wasn't all turned on. Yeah. So um, Somebody even today said on Facebook that the site is, is not working very well right now. Okay. So maybe it's just getting blasted by everybody at this point. But – before the game came out, I don't think everything was turned on. So when you try to upload, I don't know if there's more after that or if that's like the end of it. Like you do your thing and then upload to the website and wait for the next one to come out. Um, oh, okay. I'm not sure. So uh, if it was the first episode or whatever you want to call it, the first part of, of this uh, extra mission, it's pretty short. Um, so just be... Just be ready for that. Uh, it's interesting, at least. Um, but, uh, you know, that's that's something that'll play out over the next couple of weeks or months as they do it. So we'll have to see whether it's worthwhile. You know, it's an experiment, really. Yeah. Um, and it is a single-player game. So they didn't yeah, put in yeah. any of the community stuff or extra missions like they had done in infamous two, uh, where you can use your generated missions and things like that. Uh, that's all gone from here. Um, but I finished the game. I finished it on evil. Somebody set this thing to evil. I did play, uh, the first, first couple hours on good. Um, in the middle of it, I was like, Oh, I better just check. I know that there are story differences. I know that even depending on things you do, choices you make during the story yeah. can even affect 
they have little effects. Like I can't say what, but they, they have little effects on how things play out in cutscenes later in the game, actually. Yeah. And especially at the very end of the game, you know, either this will happen or if you did something earlier in the story, something very different will happen, which is, it's pretty cool. Like you, you wouldn't even know it unless you, unless you played through the game again and made those minor tweaks by accident and suddenly the game would end different and you'd be like, whoa, what just happened there? (laughs) So it's, you know, it is single player, but it's made to play through multiple times. Yeah. Um, because you will see differences in in story stuff and how things play out and how characters react and and all that. So it's good. It's just when you get when you get deeper into it and you get more power and stuff. Whoa! It just gets crazier and crazier. Yep. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I gave I'm it a nine. To play it some more. Yeah, I ended up giving it a nine overall. So, nice. Yeah, excellent game. Yeah, I, I read your review, and, and that's when I tweeted it, and I said, so far, I agree with everything Josh said. So I think you and I are pretty much on, on the same wavelength for this one. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones that uh, it's kind of a must-have for the PS4 at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, the, I mean, some people are like, oh, I don't know, it's single-player only. I'm not going to go pay 60 bucks for it. Eh, that's, your, that's your choice. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I, I think it's a fantastic game. There's a ton of gameplay there, you know, and the light bar thing I mentioned, um, there's touchpad stuff in there and it actually works very well. The way they use it, it's very clever. Like you can open gates and doors and things like that. Yeah. With a swipe of the touchpad and there's other stuff you can do with it that I, that I'm not going to talk about, but right. the way they use it is very natural and it feels really good. It feels better. And I even said, <laughs> The way it's used to drain cores and things like that feels so natural and works so well that I'm going to have a hard time going back to the button combinations that were in the first two <laughs> games because I I am real close to the end. Like I'm I'm within maybe an hour or two of the end of Infamous 2 for oh, okay. the Platinum and I never finished it. Uh, but I do want to go back and finish it. And at the same time, I'm like... That's my favorite game in the series, but man, it's going to be tough to go back to it after playing this. <laughs> well, that's one thing. I mean, like you said, they really did streamline a lot of this stuff and, and they really tweaked the hell out of it. Yeah. Uh, it, to, to me, it feels like the best game so far. And, and not just because it's on PS4, but I think that it obviously helps because everything's so smooth now and, and you know, you don't get that stuttering anymore and, and you don't have that kind of fog of war effect where you can only see so far. I mean, this one you can see forever pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think though, for me anyway, I think the story for Infamous Two was the best out of all three of them. Um, going through this, I just I think the the Cole's motivations and yeah, and the way the whole story plays out and all the twists and everything that happened in it, I think it's uh, that's the best story out of all three. Uh, this is an excellent story and it's, it's, it's good, but, uh, infamous too, just trounces it. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's, that's just my favorite game. Uh, but I love this game. Absolutely. I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of the series and I do, I love this game and there you go. So nice. All right. Well, we're not going to do emails or anything. I mean, obviously I, I don't think I can talk more than a couple more minutes. My voice is just shot, but 
Uh, one thing I want to bring up, Tuesday morning, uh, like I said, Zen Studios is going to be announcing something new for Zen Pinball, or for Zen Pinball 2, obviously. Uh, we're going to be streaming something new for Zen on Tuesday, 2 o'clock Central Time. Bobby Lurch, or Lurcher from Zen is going to be on Skype with me to talk about the game and talk about the new table or whatever we're going to be showing. And uh, uh, It's so, a table. You spoiled it. Well, I mean, what else is it going to be? <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, so check the stream out. We I will put the the the, uh, the 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 review of or the replay of the the stream up on YouTube after it's done. But come over and join us. Check the check the new stuff out. It's pretty damned exciting, and and they've got some more stuff coming that's pretty exciting as well. So we've got some plans in place. Like I also said, uh, I'm going to be working with Zen. We're actually going to do another PS Nation League proper league that I'm going to be running, and it's in conjunction with. Zen. We're just trying to figure out some prizes right now and all, and actually maybe even a sponsorship from another company. So working on some, some specifics right now, once we get all that in place, we definitely want to do another league, another league and uh, it should be pretty fun. So uh, we've, we've got some great ideas. Uh, again, the next show will be this coming Thursday uh, when the Batman embargo lifts. So uh, it'll be a short week for us, but we still have a lot to talk about. I still have Two days of GDC to talk about, and there's a lot of stuff from those those two days to talk about. Uh, maybe a what we're playing, like we didn't do this week, and uh, you know a whole lot more. So, uh, anything else before I go to the regular stuff, Josh? Uh, no. All right, good. So, oh my we'll God, see. my voice. What? Uh, maybe I'll throw something in. <laughs> God damn it. Um. So if you want to reach us, you can do that by emailing us at email or at podcast at psnation.com, or you can hit the contact us section over at psnation.com itself. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail, uh, which is 408-657-VITA. That's 408-657-8482. Or if you have Skype, you can call us at WDT-TORGO. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook group. Join the group up. And if you're a spammer, F off and I'll ban you right away. And don't forget to go over and like our page. And like I said, we will be giving away some copies of SteamWorld Dig over on our Facebook page early this week. I might also have some more codes for a PS3 game. I have to make sure they work. So I'm going to do that, and hopefully we'll make that announcement this week as well. Uh, don't forget to check out our forums over PSNation.com. We've been talking a lot about um, MGC coming up, but also Zen Pinball 2 League will be up on our forums as well. That'll be the official spot for it. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Stitcher if you use Stitcher for any of your streaming hit us up over there we're on Stitcher in the video game section uh, find us on Twitter find Josh at PJF Josh or you can find our main account at PS Nation uh, don't forget our uh, podcast network over at Retroids.com you can check out all the other fine fine video gaming podcasts over there and uh, don't forget our sponsors AudiblePodcast.com slash PS Nation Sign up for the free trial. Get a free book out of over 150,000 audiobooks to choose from. Get to keep that book. And even if you don't like it, get rid of the trial before it's done. We still get a little piece of the action. It helps us out. Uh, our merch store over at Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. You can check out all the shirts, hats, everything else. I'm going fast because I'm not going to be able to talk. <laughs> and don't forget our awesome Amazon link and, our, and the rest of our affiliate links. And find those at PSNation.com over on the left side. Uh, if you use those, it doesn't cost you nothing extra. It doesn't change anything. 
But if you click on one of those links to go to the store to do your shopping, we get a little piece of the action, and it helps us pay for pay our bills and uh, get you guys more and more coverage, as I've been trying to do, as we've been trying to do. So that's all I can say. Uh, we'll talk to you very soon, folks. Sorry for the delay this week, but obviously we had a lot to discuss. Uh, get out there, play some games. Have a great week. We'll talk to you very soon. So this is something I saw today, and I don't know if anyone saw it because it was so viral so soon. Um, Hugh Jackman and Daniel Craig are doing a play on Broadway. Did you say Hugh Jackman and Daniel Craig? Yeah, I fucking did. James Bond and Wolverine are doing a play together, you guys. (laughs) If only the play was James Bond and Wolverine. Then... There would be no way to keep us from going to see that. You couldn't sell enough fucking tickets to a play called James Bond and Meets Wolverine. On Bro- you know, Broadway keeps coming up with these recycled bullshit ideas. Let's recycle one that's a winner. I'm fucking all over James Bond Meets Wolverine as a play. I don't know what it is. It's probably David Hare. I didn't actually bother to look to see which playwright wrote it. I can't imagine it's good. And... Um, if you saw the video, a phone goes off in the crowd while they're doing it. And it's, it's one of those horrible, fucking disappointing plays. Because when you go to a play, you want it to be like Aida, right? You want an elephant on stage, and you want a circus, and you want it to be like uh, 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 Cher's, Cher's tour. She had like Cirque du Soleil, Lion King, every fucking element of every show from the last 25 years was in Cher's play. There was ragtime. Who knew what was going on? At any point, people, spiders were sliding down. It was fucking awesome. Literally, an elephant came out in the middle of Cher's show. Uh, I don't know. You're probably thinking, Greg, did you really go see Cher? Yeah, I fucking did, all right? I didn't pay, but I went. It was great. And if there was ever a show concocted over a coffee table in Malibu, it was Cher's fucking show. Because if you were thinking about your big show that you're going to do, you go, well, maybe we should do this song and that song. They went fucking, I love The Lion King. I did too. Let's have that. So an elephant came out in the middle of Cher's show, you know. So, when you meet a boy that you like a lot, there's an elephant there. I don't know why. That's so awesome. And uh, so the Hugh Jackman and Daniel Craig one is one of those spare, fucking horrible, Peter Brook piece of shit, fucking reductive. We don't need a set because acting is strong and powerful. Fuck you. I paid $85 to see Spider-Man fight fucking Wolverine or whatever. I want to... Build a set, you cocks. There's two chairs. They're both wearing regular clothes. They don't even have, like, velvet brocade jumpsuits on, which is how I would dress Daniel Craig. I would put Daniel Craig in leather underwear, super S&M, you know, with the fucking straps going across, a ball gag dangling so he could put it in if he wanted. Am I right? I mean, that's how you want them. They're in, like, regular clothes, you know. And, and so Hugh Jackman's performing his acting, and... Uh, goes uh, he's good he's good he's good he played Peter Allen which is very brave and because no one liked Peter Allen then much less later when we dragged Peter Allen back so he, he's doing his acting and whatever it's a monologue oh, and you know because he's acting I'm doing a voice and whatnot, you know and uh, you hear a phone go off in the crowd and he and then the phone goes off again and he hey pick up in character he's still doing the voice why don't you pick up the phone? He's, you know, Popeye has jumped out of the cartoon and his fucking Bluto's phone is ringing. Like, why don't you pick up the phone? And I've heard bad riffing before and I have, they were like, the, 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 
caption was, can you believe how well they handled it? Even in character, they told the guy to turn the phone off and shit. Like, I don't know if you've ever been out before. <laughs> but again, as a comedian, having performed for the last 48 years all over the world, um, this shit happens every fucking night and you fucking deal with it and you get Western on people and crush them like a fucking jelly bean in two seconds with a rapier-like laceration of fucking wit that scalds them like blinding fucking icicles flying into their eyes from a Northwester in a perfect storm that renders them fucking helpless and their cerebral cortex falls out on the ground like a bowl of pudding and just squirtles around until fucking sheriffs come and get a dog to lick it up and shit. That's what I do every night. I'm supposed to fucking be impressed... I mean, how, I haven't, he told the guy to pick up his fucking phone call. You're fucking joking. You're Hugh Jackman. Leap from the fucking stage and use the adamantium fucking razors that come out of your hands to fucking, just the carotid artery, right? Just leave the guy bleeding. His head, just two twin jets of blood coming out where the head was, right? And have the audience just and just be like, anybody else got their phone on? Bub? 